In today's readings, we're reminded that the law is meant to lead us to a deeper love of God. Even if we begin simply from observing them for other motives, they pave a way for us to go beyond them and achieve what the Lord truly wants from us, which is unconditional love. In today's first reading, Moses promises the Israelites that if they are observant, the Lord will bless them with a prosperous life. A running theme throughout the Old Testament is that Israel is blessed to the degree that it is faithful to the covenant they made with the Lord. So Moses exhorts them today to see this as a secret to their success. Yet at the same time, he takes it a step further as he exhorts them to love the Lord with everything they have. He wants them to love them, love him with their all. The law that comes from the covenant has the potential to pave the way for a deeper relationship with the Lord and with each other, if we have the right attitude. In today's second reading, the letter of the Hebrews reminds us that without God, we are weak and we're unable to maintain a relationship with him. The greatest representatives of Israel before God were the high priest, and they were limited by their mortality and their frailty, both of which are consequences of sin. And our Lord brought a new representation and mediation with God that was unflawed by humanity's past mistakes. He brought a redeemed humanity into the equation. And as high priest, he triumphed over human mortality and frailty by conquering sin and death, continuing his priestly office forever. The mediation and the strength pave the way for us to go beyond the law and to achieve what the Lord wants from us. This is amazing that the God who has everything just wants our unconditional love. Today's reading in the gospel, excuse me, today's gospel brings us to the end of a series of debates that have taken place between the chief priests, the scribes, the Pharisees, and Christ himself. And it ends, luckily, on an encouraging note. After various attempts of these parties to exploit the discussion of God's word to score political points or to discredit Jesus, we find a refreshing change in pace. A scribe who actually is interested in seeking the truth and who acknowledges when someone has helped him find it. The scribes and the fairies at the time of this debate, during the time of Christ, are arguing about the hierarchy of all the precepts which were in the Mosaic Law. At that time, there were 613 precepts, 248 commands, and 365 prohibitions. And this debate was an inheritance of the expectation in today's first reading that faithful observance of the covenant with the Lord was a secret to prosperity and success. Indeed, the people at the time of Jesus believed that if they perfectly observed the law and all the precepts, that's when the Messiah would come. If they didn't consider this point, the fine print, that Moses was describing a process, not just a fact, 
The law was meant to take them somewhere and to help them to achieve something. That is the love of God, and the love of neighbor. And our Lord responds to the scribe today with the fundamentals not only for the Jewish people but for us, when he tells the scribe that the Lord must be loved above all else. He is repeating the first words of the Jewish profession of faith, that is the Shema, taken from the book of Deuteronomy, which is part of the first reading that we had today. And it's prayed by them every day. It's placed above their doorposts. It's a central point of their faith and our faith as well. Right, The Lord is God alone, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. But Jesus connects this part, the Shema, to another teaching, which is from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, that you are to love your neighbor as yourself. And connecting these two may have been a novelty for the Jews, but for us as Christians, we know that the two are very closely linked together. Right? I can't love God without loving my neighbor. And I can't truly love my neighbor without loving God. Unconditional love for God and for neighbor, neighbor put everything else into perspective. And so our Lord invites us into a deeper love for him. I may, may have mentioned a few times before I entered seminary, I spent about six years um, working for the city of Omaha in parks and recreation, um, namely swimming pools. And I used to say quite often, often ton-in-cheek when I finished a task, that that was good enough for government work. Our Lord wants us to do more than the minimum, right? The saying good enough for government work is the saying saying that something's adequate, it's sufficient, it's good enough. And while that might be okay for some jobs, right, for the life of faith that our Lord is calling us to as Christians, good enough is not enough. Our Lord laments of this. Those who praise God with their lips while their hearts were far from him. He doesn't just want good enough from us. He wants unconditional love. We have to love him without limits. How do we do this? How do we achieve this deeper love? It's achieving a deeper understanding of the love of God that enables us to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love our neighbor as ourselves. When I come to appreciate how much God loves me, that's when I'm able to love God in return. We have to have that experience of the Lord's love. We have to take the time to come before him daily to not just have the bare minimum, the good enough. Right? The good enough in our case would be I make it to Sunday Mass, good enough. No, much more, much more. Called to love him with my whole life, with everything I have. 
I have to take time to be with him each day to be able to do that. That's the deeper that the Lord's calling us in. Good enough is not enough. So our Lord calls us to that. To love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. To love our neighbor through the deepness of that love that we have with Jesus Christ.